Welcome to Ormwood Church in Atlanta, Georgia, and to our podcast where we share our Sunday sermons for those in Ormwood Park, Atlanta, and beyond. Our mission is to welcome everyone to explore the living God in all of our neighborhoods, and we value welcoming others, opening our minds, being of service, and participating in whatever ways God calls us. We hope you learn, grow, and find a place to belong with us. So the scripture for today is Isaiah 43, 14 through 21. Listen now for a word from God. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I will send Babylon and break down all the bars, and the shouting of the Chaldeans will be turned to lamentation. I'm the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they may declare my praise. In 2016, the Ormwood Park Presbyterian Church celebrated its final Easter service and closed its doors. It had been in the neighborhood for over a hundred years, baptizing babies, leading BBS, coordinating Bible studies, and serving hot dogs on Halloween. When that congregation ended, the Presbytery of Greater Atlanta embarked on a new endeavor, collecting community stakeholders together to select a leader for a new expression of church at 1071 Delaware Avenue. Once I had arrived, one of the first things we decided in our meeting um, in that back classroom where our kiddos are being taught Sunday school um, was not, what we decided was not to include the word Presbyterian in the name of the church. Now, this was decided for several reasons. We were not the previous church, Ormwood Park Presbyterian Church, and so we needed to steer clear from that association. We also did not want to choose a name based on a metaphor, right, that could grow stagnant or exhausted with time, like the table or the gathering or something like that. And finally, in a neighborhood that was predominantly spiritual, but not necessarily religious, the five-syllable word Presbyterian was quite the pill to swallow for those who found it hard enough even just to say that three-letter word God. So the small discernment team, that's what we called ourselves then, chose the name Ormwood Church. Simple, to the point, and hopefully free from some immediate stumbling blocks for folks new to church or returning after a long sabbatical away. While the word Presbyterian is not in our name, and nor do we talk about it all that often, hence this series, this new series on being Presbyterian, Ormwood Church is on a property owned by the Presbyterian Church, the PCUSA, a long-standing denomination that stemmed from the Reformation in the 1500s and came through the work of a Scottish man named John Knox. Ormwood Church also interviewed from a pool of Presbyterian ministers and selected an organizing pastor, me, who grew up Presbyterian, was educated in the Presbyterian tradition, and ordained in a PCUSA church. So, and we've also been funded in large part by the New Church Development Commission of the Presbytery of Greater Atlanta. So we have a lot of connections with this tradition, but we haven't spent a lot of time talking about it, at least overtly yet. So in January and February each year, we do a series on our identity as a church. 
We've done several series on our mission statement, which is welcoming everyone to explore the living God in our neighborhoods. We've also done a series on our values, which are on the front of your bulletin. Welcome everyone, open our minds, be of service and participate. So this January and February, we're actually going to do a series on what the heck this five-syllable word Presbyterian has to do with anything inside these walls. What you'll see over the next few weeks is how the values of the Presbyterian Church are actually quite aligned with and encouraging of the community and the commitments of Wormwood Church. We've just avoided using scary words like Presbyterian to talk about them. We've done some cultural translating, you could say. And the series won't be boring, I promise. We'll, we'll talk about how we understand God, why we do what we do in worship, how our lives are lived in grace, maybe predestined for grace, and even things like how decisions get made. And spoiler alert, Presbyterians are afraid of centralized power and have no bishops. So you could say we have authority issues. And so some of you at Ormwood Church will fit right in already. <laughs> I kid, but I also don't kid. The values we have at Ormond Church are important to us. And it's also important that we discern in the next year or so if we want to become a formal congregation with the Presbyterian Church USA. This series will help explore where we have been helped and nurtured by Presbyterian folks who have come before us, who have thought hard about what it means to be church, and who also encourage the ever-fresh expressions of God's gathered people. So that, my friends, is actually kind of a little mini sermon before the main sermon. It's the long introduction to the series and all of that, but we're going to start now again with where I ended this little mini sermon. In the Presbyterian commitment to ever fresh expressions of God's gathered people. Ormond Church is one of these, right? It's a fresh expression of church because people in the Reformation long ago had to fight against the perennial, perennial and somewhat ingrained in the human psyche opposition to change. Come back with me to that turbulent 16th century, right? To the Reformation. Do you remember why the Reformation occurred? It's for a few reasons, right? Everything is always a bit more complicated. But the printing press was making education and reading and writing more accessible. Um, the Bible was getting into more and more hands, and therefore people were a bit dissatisfied with how the church of their time perhaps didn't look like what they were now reading. The church of the New, Tes New Testament, they were now realizing, was not necessarily well reflected in the structures of the church around them. So people like John Calvin and Martin Luther and John Knox and a host of others wanted the expression of the church to change. They wanted more folks to have access to the Bible, to have freedom to ask questions, to have power be shared and not consolidated among elite. They wanted the church reformed, more biblical, less elitist, not nearly as wealthy. They also didn't want to have to pay for things like indulgences in order to access God's favor. Surprisingly, you can read the Bible over front to back and not find that suspicious practice anywhere. Turns out what you find is God's grace instead. So a large commitment of the Reformation is this Latin phrase that we would translate, the church reformed and always being reformed. Since Presbyterian is simply the Scottish flavor of the Reformation, we too have this deep-held commitment that the church must be open to its own change, its own reformation, its own reorganization, and even transformation so that it keeps up with the word of God. We must in humility accept that God is never quite done with us as a community, that sometimes our ideas are not that amazing, or we've outgrown them, or they were a bit misguided by sin to begin with. 
the church is reformed and always being reformed by God. It's a journey, not a destination. For the Reformation folks, this reforming meant access to the Bible, abandoning practices that leveraged wealth for the church, decentralizing church power from bishops and the Pope, and putting it into the hands of congregants and local pastors as well. In later years, especially in the Presbyterian tradition, which obviously spread from Scotland and made its way to our shores and many others, but in Presbyterian tradition, this meant separating Christianity from nationalism during the Nazi regime. It meant later declaring the sin of racism and the work of transformation in the U.S. in the 1960s. It meant speaking out against apartheid in South Africa. It meant the inclusion of LGBTQ folks in marriage, ordination, and all levels of leadership in recent years. We actually have quite a few lovely confessions, which are formal declarations made by the church, to mark these moments of reforming. The church is reformed and always being reformed by God. It's a journey, not a destination. Now, this doesn't always sit well for obvious reasons. It's easier to consolidate power when things don't change. It's easier to control organizations and people and processes and expectations when things don't change. It's easy to feel right when things are familiar. Change means that everyone is on equal footing. Risk is inevitable, and the spirit is one step ahead of us. It's not sitting in comfort. It's sitting in the kingdom of God. But change in the Presbyterian tradition is not negotiable. It's just a reality, right? One that God uses for the good if we're open to all the new expressions of the word of God made manifest among us. Now, we are good humans in general with getting comfortable. It's our preference. We even see it in the passage from Isaiah today. In some ways, the Israelites have gotten comfortable in exile. There's an attitude in the community that nothing's going to change. God is done with us. Let's just throw in our chips and resign ourselves to a life in servitude. This passage in Isaiah is God's response to the Israelites' fading memory of our ability to change for the better. God shouts to them, Don't you remember that I made a way through the sea? Through waters I made a path for you? Don't you remember that when defeat was inevitable in the face of Egypt, I routed those pursuing you. I brought you to safety. Don't you remember that when you were thirsty and you looked around hopeless in the wilderness, I brought fresh water from a rock. In some ways, and I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but the doors to the Ormwood Park Presbyterian Church closed in 2016 because some just forgot this commitment of Presbyterians and of folks coming out of the Reformation long ago. That commitment that the church we're working with is reformed, and it is a new thing from the old thing. It marches on with time, adjusting and changing at the call of the Spirit. And we're working with the church that is always being reformed anew by God. The idol of establishment, or the idol of doing things the same way, or the idol of what is familiar is just that. It's an idol. And idols are a cheap substitute for the real thing. So we're here at Ormond Church with the beautiful result of a commitment to God's gracious renewing and reforming of the church. We are in a long line of folks who in humility start the journey of Christian community, knowing that the journey is the point, not the destination. We are the church reformed, an expression of that. But even as we look at our own future, we must remember that we are also the church reforming ourselves with every decision and prayer and act of love and gesture of welcome. 
Even today, a handful of folks will be gathering after worship to discern where we be putting our energy and care in regards to our mission and outreach actions in 2023. They'll be deciding the form we take this year that will best love our neighbors and those in the margins. Because what the reformers understood is that church is an organism more than an organization. It's a living, changing, growing thing, not an institution. And God calls us to always, in deep humility, play with these possibilities, play with them of a church that is reformed at the guidance of a living and active God. And we here at Ormond Church have it as our mission to welcome everyone to know that living God more and more. Amen.